Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Friday, the 13th of October, and my name is Helen Freer. So we had US CPI data yesterday. On today's show, I'll be talking about this and more market news with Roman Canciani. And then I'll get an update on currencies and metals from Tim Gagey. But let's start with the market news. Good morning, Roman. Good morning, Helen. So I think we have to start this morning with a quick review of the consumer price inflation figures that were released in the US for September yesterday. As far as the numbers themselves are concerned, they seem to fit the disinflation market narrative perfectly, with the core index coming in at the lowest since 2021. So why did financial markets not react more positively? Well, good. that's a good question. Well, as ever so often, the uh, big picture per se, i.e. You know, that this inflation is on its way, had been priced into the release of the CPI numbers beforehand. Uh, and uh, markets were quick to delve into the nitty gritty bits of the CPI. And there, uh, they found some things to worry about. For example, that on a monthly basis, the headline CPI rose more than expected by 0.4% compared with August, rather than the expected 0.3%. And that inflation keeps on settling in in areas like housing, insurance, premiums and services, which means that price rises in the volatile items of the CPI basket like energy slowly plow their way into consumers' wallets. So that's certainly something the Federal Reserve is not happy to see. So U.S. Treasury yields uh, rose across the curve with the two-year yields now firmly back above the 5% handle. Trading this morning at 504, uh, 10 years at uh, 465, about 10 basis points higher than yesterday, and 30 years at 482, about 15 basis points higher than 24 hours ago. Right. So definitely too early for the Federal Reserve to call victory on inflation. But at the end of the day, it seems that yesterday's CPI figures didn't really change the overall inflation picture, or did they? No, they did not. Uh, as one analyst put it, the current discussion in the market is more about how long the Fed needs to keep rates high rather than whether rates will go even higher. And as a reaction to yesterday's CPI print, uh, traders have postponed their bets on the first rate cuts in the US uh, from June 2024 to July 2024. Okay, understood. So it sounds like a tiny change, really, to me, and probably also explains the muted reaction of the stock market. Yes, uh, I believe so, too. It, it was more about a bit of profit-taking after strong week for equity markets and some corporate news yesterday with uh, Delta Airlines, for example, down 2.5% after reporting a good set of quarterly earnings but cutting their outlook. Uh, Domino's Pizza uh, down 1% after missing analysts' expectations and Ford becoming the latest strike target for the United Auto Workers walking out of its largest factory in Kentucky. After the market's close, uh, Dollar General saw a big move up by more than 6% on news that its former CEO, Todd Vezos, returns uh, to, the, to lead this counter. Uh, the overall S&P 500 index uh, closed down 0.6%, uh, with only two sectors in the plus, uh, namely tech and energy, and uh, materials, utilities and real estate all underperforming. Okay, and I just realised we haven't talked about Europe at all, so let's do that. What's moving markets here? And also, what about Asia overnight? 
Well, yes, in Europe, there's still a lot of talk about luxury stocks since LVMH on Tuesday night disappointed markets with their slower sales growth numbers, dragging the whole sector into the red. Uh, and that did not stop yesterday with luxury down about 1% again overall. The UK saw a pretty good day after reporting GDP growth up 0.2% for August, rebounding from a 0.5% contraction in July amid disruptions in the NHS and the uh, railway sectors then. And inflation uh, dropped further down to 6.7%. So London was the only major stock market in Europe yesterday to close significantly higher. When it comes to Asia, stock markets are lower across the board this morning after China reported both consumer and producer prices lower than expected, spurring further concern about the health of the economy there. On a slightly more positive note, it seems that the Middle Kingdom is considering forming a state-backed stabilization fund to shore up investor confidence, but this has not yet been confirmed. So overall, Hong Kong is down about 2% and uh, China onshore stocks are also down about 1.2% as we speak. And the Japanese Nikkei, meanwhile, has closed today uh, a little bit lower, down 0.7% as well. Right. Okay. And what's on the agenda for investors today? What are you expecting to drive the markets? Well, after a rather cautious start across uh, stocks in Europe, markets will be digesting the latest CPI prints for Sweden, Spain and France over the course of the morning. And then later on in the US, we have plenty of further data out with the University of Michigan Sentiment Index, certainly the most important one. Plus, uh, it's the start of the earnings season in earnest today uh, in the US with some of the big banks like Citigroup, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo and BlackRock reporting their Q3 results. That's it for me. Great. Thanks very much, Roman, for the interesting roundup this morning. And now, Tim, over to you. Good morning, firstly. Good morning, Helen. So Roman's just talked a bit about the US CPI data yesterday. The market reaction was pretty dramatic on the FX side, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, I suppose it's just yet another piece of US data that suggests that the economy isn't really slowing down nearly as quickly as the Fed would like. We were really starting to think that the dollar could be seeing a slightly more durable uh, pullback. But a beat of expectations by 0.1% and whoosh, everyone piled back in. Interestingly, in Eurodollar, the resistance level at 106.30 or so held on, and we really need to break above 106.60 to see a further leg up and a move back towards 108. I do still think this will happen, but as long as US data keeps outperforming expectations, it may take a bit longer. In cable, the picture is exactly the same. The downtrends are still in place, but I do not think this will be the case for much longer or there's much uh, room. The very sad situation in Israel has so far not really had much of an impact on FX, other than I guess we've seen a bit of strength in the Swiss franc without really breaking any new ground. And what about metals? We've seen gold a bit higher in the last week or so. Does this look like the start of something bigger, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would say this is one area where we have seen some spillover from the situation in Israel. Gold, in particular, is up about $60 in the last week. And even after yesterday's dollar rebound, it held on to pretty much all of its gains. This, coupled with the stronger Swiss franc, suggests that there is a little bit of demand just for a bit of safe haven protection, albeit in pretty small size. I mean, much as gold has rallied, it is still only around 1875. We were 1950 a couple of weeks ago, or a few weeks ago. Higher yields are a massive issue for gold, as I've mentioned a few times before. I think for now, I wouldn't look to do anything, but 
I think if we get up to the major resistance levels, which looks the next one to be around 1925 or so, this could be a good level to take a bit of action, maybe sell a call or perhaps reduce a little bit exposure and switch that into a into something with a bit of capital protection uh, to lock in some gains, but maybe also stay a little bit participating if it does uh, rally further. I think in the end, we've had two or three opportunities in the last couple of years to take nice gains on gold, uh, especially on kind of more old positions. And I think if we see another leg up, it would make sense to look at this again. Okay. And just finally then, it might be Friday the 13th, but I'm still going to ask where you see the main opportunities at the minute. Well, the first opportunity is the opportunity to learn not one, but two new words, or at least new to me, both of which apparently describe the fear of Friday the 13th. The words are para-scavedicatriophobia and frigga-triscadica phobia. I may have said both of those completely wrong, but anyway, if anyone can say either of them after about 9pm tonight, then hats off. Other than that, and a little bit more seriously, I would buy pounds against Swiss francs as usual or switch sterling loans even into Swiss franc loans. Spot is very attractive here. And it's still within this famous 110 to 115 range that I have mentioned more than once or twice on this call with a carry of still three and a half to four percent. We've also noticed here that um, an FX swaps market in yen against dollars, euros, Swiss francs, pounds, is actually paying quite generously this day. There seems to be a bit of a pickup in yield by swapping those currencies against the yen as compared to just putting them on deposit. might be worth a look because I think, uh, obviously, by using a swap, you're not taking any actual FX risk. So if you can get paid a bit more, it might be another way of uh, getting some cash, generating a little bit more yield. I would not, however, take any actual exposure to the yen. It's still definitely a black cat, and waiting for the Bank of Japan to intervene is an expensive business. I would still probably look to reduce a bit dollar exposure directly or indirectly, and if you were sharp enough to buy some dollars ahead of yesterday's CPI, then I would take your profits as well. Otherwise, stay safe, watch out for ladders, and anyone who opens an umbrella inside, Helen, thank you as always for the chat, and thank you also to all our listeners. Great. Thank you very much, Tim. Good to hear your latest thoughts as always. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guest this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. As you join us again next week, Roman will be your host on Monday and he'll be talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. So have a great day, everyone, and then a great weekend. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.